Hello and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your life transitions coach, Shelley Carney. Let's design your life. Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice bring you The Softer Side, life transitions and relationship coaching. Join the live chat on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday at thesofterside.live. Today's topic is the steps to finding hope. And we have this quote from Samuel Smiles. Hope is like the sun, which, as we journey toward it, casts the shadow of our burden behind us. Let's start, as we always do, with step one, awareness. How are you, how are you doing this week? <laughs> Apparently, you're not very hopeful. But I'm optimistic okay. uh, that it's going to get better. Shelly and I actually had a conversation about this yesterday because I wasn't, I'm not, uh, I don't want to say I'm not a hopeful person. I, I don't mean that. It's just that I've never thought about hope as uh, a feeling that I experience. So we had a lo- long conversation uh, about that uh, because I wanted to make sure I didn't do something today that was filled with hopelessness. Uh, but the conclusion that we came to is that I replace hope with optimism. Uh, I replace hope with optimism, and um, and once she explained it in that way, I started having a better sense of it. Uh, and uh, I think the conclusion that I came to is that although I've had times in my life where I was in a state of hopelessness, it didn't last very long. It'll last a day. Um, uh, or a little bit, maybe a little bit longer, a week at the most. Uh, and then I go back to to optimism, and, I, and the reason is that optimism is the precursor to some kind of action. Uh, and that's kind of how I've always operated. So I don't have a lot of experience with not being hopeful via optimism, okay. I think. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about hope and the context that we use around it. Um, but So let's get started with awareness. Whenever we're trying to make any kind of change, the first thing we need to do is to be aware. We want to separate out the facts from opinions. We want to recognize what are circumstances, which are facts that we have no control over. Uh, They don't contain our opinions, and they don't have any adjectives. They're just the facts, such as, this week I did not sign any new clients. That would be a fact. Uh, It wouldn't be about, you know, I wouldn't be saying, I was sad because, or um, maybe you would say, this week uh, we just couldn't get any cars done because everything went wrong. Well, that would be a lot of extra information, right? So just, we produced one video this week, you know, it would be the facts. Well, the, in, uh, and I'd like to use that as an example because that's my experience, right? Uh-huh. So uh, th- the fact is uh, that I did not produce a video this week as of you this date. You put one date. out on Monday. Well, I did, but I mean, I haven't put out this week's video. Okay. Well, uh, and but you put out two over the weekend. I did. I did, but I had promised myself that I'd get this one. So <laughs> the fact is I didn't accomplish that. Uh-huh. Uh, but as usual, I learned a lot in the process, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, once you get to opinions, the opinions, you know, can include uh, powder coating is a pain. It can't be undone. You can't make mistakes because you're stuck. Those are all opinions. The fact is I didn't deliver on my promise to myself to, uh, 
to produce one of our car videos this week. Right. That's a fact. So that's just the fact. And then the thoughts uh, that are our interpretation of those circumstances. They have our opinions. We, uh, they are what we make it mean. So if Toby says, I did not produce a video this week that I had hoped to produce, I did not produce a video this week, what he makes it mean is I had a learning experience instead. Uh, what he might make it mean is I failed. I am a failure. I did everything wrong. Um, these are some choices that we can make. Do we want to choose the path of, you know, a more positive attitude where I learned new things? I know how not to do it in the future. I'll be faster the next time. Or do we want to focus on I'm, I'm a failure and I, I just didn't, uh, didn't make anything happen? And what does that do to us? So here's our first action that goes along with step one. Write it down. What is your one biggest challenge right now? So what's your one biggest challenge right now? The biggest problem? Well, you saw my notes, right? Those, those, I, uh, although I didn't know we were going to have this conversation, first thing I did was sit down and say, where am I? What do I need to accomplish? And how can I get this all accomplished right tomorrow? <clears throat> so my big challenge is... Um, uh, the the big challenge at the moment is go, going through the same process, this this five-step process that I have to go through without making the mistakes that I made the first time mm -hmm. uh, because I did have a learning experience. Mm -hmm. I discovered some things. I uh, I had a moment, a, m a mistake that I recovered from, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. But that's what I did. I, I sat down and said, okay, what do I have to do now? Because I still want to deliver a video this week. Yeah. Right. Meaning by tomorrow sometime. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> I can do that in one of two ways. I can look at it in a negative way and say, I just better work and stay up overnight and lose sleep and get it out. Or I can say, what steps do I need and can I reasonably take today? What steps can I take tomorrow that don't affect the rest of my planning weekend uh, and, um, and move forward? Mm -hmm. So the challenge is still, the challenge hasn't changed. Right. I need right. Uh, my, cha my personal challenge. I don't need to do anything. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I don't need, I'm retired. If I, if I need to get a good night's sleep, that's, that's all right. I need, right? Uh, but I had set a goal for myself of getting a new video out tomorrow. And so that's the challenge. Can I, can I, uh, can I achieve that, mm -hmm. uh, that challenge that I set for myself? The good news is, if I don't, nothing bad's going to happen. Right? It's not right. the end of the world. No. So. No. Absolutely not. And what is my biggest challenge right now? Uh, my biggest challenge is <sighs> developing a program that is irresistible to my clients that they're going to want and will satisfy their needs. So that's my biggest challenge right now. Uh, so what are the facts? Uh, the facts for you are? Uh, the facts are uh, I know what stage I'm at, I had to return to a particular stage. I had to go back to step 12, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the, the fact is I'm back at step 12, mm -hmm. and until I can go from step 12 to step 17 without uh, a mistake, I can't finish the video. I can't add that content to the video in order to edit it. Mm -hmm. So those are the facts. Mm -hmm. the, the 
I could. It, it is not a fact that I don't know what I'm doing. I do know what I'm doing, but I'm making mistakes. Uh, I'm learning from the mistakes. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, there is a lot of trial and error for mm-hmm. me because I haven't done this. You know, I'm, I'm not actually done a lot of the things that I'm trying here. Um, so, and, and again, the mistakes, while they may... Uh, they may irritate me. They don't irritate me to the point of anger. And it's not affecting my relationship with you, with my children, the rest of my life, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They're not big things. They're not, they're not changing my life. They're not, that, that's a good, they're, they're not life changing. They're simply errors that mm-hmm. I may learn from and can move forward from that point. And I think the same applies to me that I've put out programs uh, in the past that have not been irresistible or exciting to my viewers, so they have not purchased those offers. Um, those are the facts, and I'm working to correct those mistakes as well. What do you think about this, this fact that makes it a problem for you? What do you think about this fact that makes it a problem? What does your thinking say to you? That you're frustrated, that, that this, is, uh, this is more work than it's worth, anything like that? No, I, there is no negative. I don't, I don't feel like I have... Uh, I think if this was the 20th time that I did this and I made the same set of mistakes and had to recover in the same way back to step 12, then I would say I have a problem, right? Mm-hmm. There's a problem here that I'm not... I'm not dealing with. Uh, but I don't feel like it's a problem. I have the freedom to do this. And I know the mistakes that I've made. I know what I have to do to correct it. I've actually started the correction process. You saw the mess that I'm making outside. And I know, uh, as of this point, I know exactly how much time it will take me, how much time and effort, mm-hmm. how many Fitbit steps it will <laughs> take me to get from 12 to 17. So do you think that maybe it's a problem for you because it's taking up time and taking longer than you had anticipated or that you had promised yourself? So here's the challenge. You know as well as we do, uh, as some of our viewers do, that we're planning a party for Monday night. Mm -hmm. And I had kind of imagined this weekend spending getting the house ready, getting the yard ready, getting the groceries ready, getting ready for the party. And so now I have to accommodate the idea that I'm, I'm giving up I'm not going to say a whole day, but I'm giving up a part of that day and then crunching the party planning doing into all of Sunday, right? You have Monday, too. And I have Monday, too. I, you know, so that's my buffer. Monday yeah. is my buffer, and I know that I'll have your and Kevin's help in doing a couple of things that, uh, that make sure that happens. Um, but again, it's not, there's not, uh, it's not, Life-threatening. It's right. not life-changing. None well, I didn't of this say is it was a huge problem. Yeah, yeah, but it is problem. definitely. It's a small problem. Yeah, small problem because it changes my schedule for the rest right. of the week. Right. Uh, on the other hand, I could say right now, um, you know what, doing this party has priority, and go ahead with my weekend plan and put this off until Tuesday mm-hmm. after the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have that option. Right. Because there is nobody waiting on the other end of that saying, oh, he promised us he was going to have a video out. Oh, <laughs> the promise was to myself. Right. You know. Right. So. 
But you also want to keep your promises <coughs> to yourself when you can. You, you, you yeah. do. Yeah. That's, if you're going to keep promises to other people, you have to, you have to learn to keep promises to yourself first. Uh, what makes this uh, program thing a problem for me is that I feel like um, I feel like I should have known better, I guess. Um, so there's that regret uh, that I didn't do a better job the first time around. Um, there's having to now invest a whole lot of time into courses and learning and uh, relearning some things that um, where where did I go wrong? You know, having to go back and start over and starting over is always difficult. I think. Uh, and there's an investment not only in time but sometimes in uh, money as well. Right. And uh, when you're investing time and money in something that you already did once, yeah. uh, then you have to ask yourself, is this worth it? And that's, yeah. you know, w we had that conversation as well, where if you're doing this for the fourth time, yeah. and it's the same set of events, and you're about to spend more time and or money correcting it a fifth time, <laughs> then you have to ask yourself, do, do, do I know what I'm doing here? Right. You know? Right. So I think I am... Uh, Accessing as many resources as I can to uh, to correct this. So. Well, I know how much time and money you spend on additional education in this area. So. Yeah. Moving uh, into the thought model. This is the thought model for our problem. So in the circumstance line, we would put the problem. In Toby's case, didn't get a video out this week. In my case, need to plan a new program. Uh, the thought is what it means to you. Uh, for Toby, it's, it's a small problem, and I'll have to juggle some things uh, time-wise. For me, it's uh, going back to the drawing board and starting over, and it's frustrating. Um, feeling hopeless. We're not completely hopeless, but there's maybe a little bit of that. If we truly focused only on the negative part of this of these problems, it could bring us to a state of hopelessness. Um, action. Normally, hopelessness results in inaction uh, rather than action uh, or buffering type actions, which is um, I'm just going to drink or I'm going to eat or I'm, I'm going to go watch Netflix and have some snacks. <laughs> And then the result proves your thought. So if your thought was, this is a waste of time, then you waste more time, and your result is wasted time. So moving to step two, we take personal responsibility for our problems, as well as our successes. Uh, we want to put aside any blame. It's nobody's fault uh, that Toby's video didn't work out. He learned some things, some mistakes were made, but it wasn't intentional. He did his best. Uh, I put aside any blame. It wasn't my fault. I did my best. Um, you know, I did what I thought was best according to what worked for me. I thought it would work for other people as well. And so we put aside any blame. Uh, we don't want to blame. We just want to take responsibility. Okay, this was my thing. I did this. It didn't work out. I'm going to start over. That's just accepting the reality of it, right? That's our, that's our responsibility is to accept reality and to move forward from where we're at. Take control of our thoughts, feelings, and actions because we have total control over our own thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. And nobody can do anything to change that. So action number two, intentional thought model. 
Let's design an intentional thought model with thoughts that we choose rather than the thoughts that just randomly occur. So the circumstance is the same thing. Didn't get a video out, having to go back to step one on my program. Thought, a new possibility. Uh, so could be possibly I'll get the video out tomorrow. Mine could be possibly I will have an even better program when I go back to step one, which gives us a feeling of being hopeful. And the action that we take is to work on the video or the program, and the result proves our thought. Possibly yes, we will get a video out tomorrow. Possibly yes, I'll have an even better program in the end. Step number three, we wanna practice with visualization. So imagine putting your new thought to work. So I'm gonna think about starting over with my program and how is that gonna work and I'm gonna visualize putting it together and, and all the different ways it could go and, and who, who it would be for and how it would help them. And uh, I can just imagine the whole thing and visualize myself going through the motions. Another um, thing you could do is like, say you wanted to do something physical, right? Like any athlete will tell you they practice in their mind uh, before a game. Um, not only just, you know, practicing with their bodies, but they practice in their mind, they visualize. So if you're doing something physical that's uh, been difficult for you, lifting weights or going for a long bike ride or um, whatever it is, that you want to do, if you visualize it, then when it, the time comes to actually do it, you'll be that much more ahead because you've practiced, even if it was only in your mind. Um, they've proven time and again that this works, that people who practice things by visualizing them in their mind, it's just as effective as actually doing the thing. So if you're afraid to do something, maybe make a phone call, maybe go to a networking event. Um, what are you afraid to do? <laughs> I don't think you're afraid of anything. <laughs> give, me a, give me a second. <laughs> I am afraid to do. Uh, just a little bit of fear. Like, like I don't want to make that phone call. I don't want to talk to that person. I don't want to go to that event. I have no interest in... And I don't want to see those people or I don't want to do that work. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> you're, you're pretty much like, eh, I'll do it all. I don't want to, I don't want to drink coffee with butter in it. How about yeah, that? Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> we can practice thinking about it. I don't want to go to my physical therapist on Wednesdays because she's beating me up. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So imagine putting yourself through visualization of that process. And then, how does it make you feel? Once I can visualize, uh, once, and that's part of, you, you saw, again, my notebook, mm -hmm. right? I, I do what you recommend. I, I start writing things down, and what writing things down uh, does for me, and, and I'm a list maker, mm -hmm. right? You, mm -hmm. you, me too. You know from experience that I make lists. But the nice thing about the list is it enables you to, to uh, uh, launch that visualization process because you have to think it through. You have to imagine it through. And then this will happen. Right. And, and if I happen. do this, mm -hmm. I'll get this, I'll get this. And it was broken up into, I, I've got to do these steps, these five steps without recording, then I can get to recording again. Mm -hmm. And then, and I'm left with about five steps 
of that, and then I can go to edit. So I can, as I'm making that list of things that I need to accomplish, it enables me to visualize, um, you know, what I what I need to do, and uh, that makes me feel good because it it makes it seem possible. It, right. It, that's that the the idea that there's uh, that you can possibly achieve that there's mm-hmm. a possibility that you can achieve what you set out to do in the time frame that you had. That makes you feel. Uh, you say ho- hopeful. Right. I say optimistic mm-hmm. about uh, getting it done. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you can you can temper that with the the uh, the recognition that none of this is life changing, right? And I use that phrase life changing just not not to be dramatic, but to say nothing I'm doing, not that list that I'm making right <laughs> now. If I don't accomplish that. It's not going to change my life. It's not going to have a negative impact on my life. It's just going to be something that I wish I had done and hadn't, and I'll have to refigure it out. You know, mm-hmm. so that's the benefit there. In a lot of cases, you have to imagine and visualize in the context of if I don't get that accomplished, if I ignore the optimistic or the opportunities in optimism, how is it going to change my life? Yeah, and then and then get a good answer for that, mm-hmm. um, because you know. There are things that who, decisions you make that are indeed life changing, but for the most part, ninety—I don't know—there's a percentage, a high percentage of decisions <laughs> are not life changing decisions, right? There's a small percentage of decisions that are life changing, and fortunately, I'm at the stage in my life, perhaps, where there's a higher percentage of of non life changing decisions. You have all your ducks in a row, yeah, much. yeah. And you, yeah. I know that you spend some time. Uh, visualizing kind of your uh, what what you're doing with your program and where you're going with all this. What impact does that have on you and how you think about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's part of our daily uh, journaling process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then see yourself in action in your visualization. And if you can believe it, you can achieve it. Maybe you might even have to look at somebody else who's already done it. And you can say, well, they did it. They don't have anything that I don't have. Um, maybe they even had less than me when they started out. So if they can do it, I can do it. Uh, and, and that'll help you to start believing in it. You know, yeah, I can do this uh, because it's been done. It, it, you know, it, it's possible. So it's possible for them. It's possible for me. Action three, visualize. Okay, so in the visualization, let's do another thought model. It's the same circumstance. Didn't get a video out. Need to go back to step one on my program. Thought. Change is possible, right? These things can happen. Uh, Gives us that feeling of hope that we just talked about. Pushes you, uh, motivates you, spurs you into action. I'm going to imagine trying something different. It might pop some new idea into my head that I hadn't considered. And the result is I can change because my thought was change is possible. Step four, choose joy. Joy comes from inside us and is lasting and is a choice. Pleasure comes from outside us and is momentary. So say I want to lose 10 pounds and that would make me really happy. Or I could eat that Oreo on the, on, on the table, and uh, that might bring me a little bit of pleasure for a minute. But then I would feel bad because I ruined my goal. 
So we need to think about the difference between pleasure and joy in that way. And we only want to choose those things in life that bring us joy, not pleasure. You know, we can, we can put pleasure off. We can, do, we can do pleasure once in a while if it is an alignment with our goals, if it doesn't take us away from our path forward. Right? We can choose pleasure then. Uh, but if it's going to be the opposite of what we really want in the long run, that pleasure can wait. I have to be cautious because my neighbor down the street is named Joy, so I can't... Uh, <laughs> you can't choose Joy? I can't choose Joy. But I do want to make a point about that. Okay. So uh, sometimes you can combine um, uh, the acquisition of Joy, the, something that makes you joyful, with a little bit of pleasure. And I'm going to use an example, our planning meetings that we have at the resort over the year, <laughs> right? So we get to have a cocktail that we both like, you know, each of us has our respect and we get to have some appetizers. But the real joy comes in sitting there and watching the mountains turn red and uh, being in that place and being with somebody who's your business partner and talking about, we do a lot of talking about business. So I think there are times where you can combine the joy uh with a little bit of pleasure, and that works out even better. That's right. That's right. <coughs> Quality time and... Mojitos. <laughs> Action number four that goes along with this. Simplify. Announce your decision to declutter and simplify your life. I am, I am in great admiration of Toby because he is very good about keeping his home decluttered. Every six months, he takes a look around and he says, this stuff has got to go. And he takes a trip to the Goodwill or the flea market or puts things on eBay, whatever is needed to get that stuff out of his life, to open up that space. Because that's where the hope comes in, right? Is in that space that we give it. So when you announce this decision to declutter and simplify your life, ask people in your support system for their help to do that, to keep you on track with it, to keep you accountable. And let your family know, you know, hey, husband, I'm going to declutter. You want to help me out here and get rid of some of your stuff too? <laughs> you know, we had that discussion. And when you do that, you remove your past, right? You say, all this stuff that's just holding me back, let's just clear it out. And we'll open up this space for the future. So sell, give away, or throw out everything that does not spark joy for you, right? And if you need some help, check out Marie Kondo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never seen her, but everybody that talks about her, I, I, sh sh I should watch her more. You would like her. She's yeah. a petite little Japanese lady, and she's just a ray of sunshine. Mm. She just really is. Step number five, decide, then relax. A lot of us get into these, I'm confused, I don't know, I can't make a decision places in our lives. And we do know. Sometimes we need to do a thought download or a thought model to figure it out, to get it all on paper, but we do know the answer is inside of us. So we need to make a decision, commit to it, and stick to it. And then when it's time to do it, don't allow your brain to talk you out of it. Do the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Get out of bed. Go do the thing. 
and quit thinking about it. Decisions already made. Uh, what am I going to have for lunch today? Well, you know, I brought my lunch, but that over there, that pizza looks really good. Decision was already made. I brought my lunch. Five, four, three, two, one, go. And ignore the pizza. Um, what is your goal? And what is the thinking that gets in your way of you achieving that goal? Make your decision, do your countdown, and just go. Don't allow your brain to talk you out of it. Accept nothing less than what you decided that you wanted. And then take massive action until you succeed. Most importantly, breathe. And remember to enjoy the journey. Every day is a blessing. It's a new adventure. It's exciting if you make it that way with your thoughts. Yeah? That's the way I see Get up and make that bed and get on with life. That's right. So action number five is schedule your dreams. Write down your desired results. This is another thought model. Start with the result line. What do you want to see happen? You know, I want to make, I want to get 50 new clients by, you know, in six months. I want to make this much money every month. I want this. I want that. Write it in your results line and then decide, okay, what are the thoughts that this result will prove? The thoughts are, it's possible, right? It's possible that I can get 50 clients in six months. It's possible that I will make this much money a month. It's possible. And that brings me into a hopeful attitude and helps me to take action. Then schedule your actions that you need to take in your calendar when you're in that moment of hope, right? Make that decision. I want this. I'm feeling hopeful. I'm going to put it in my calendar. Then act on it. That's five, four, three, two, one, go. Decision was already made, right? Don't talk yourself out of it. Visualize the actions and how it will feel to achieve your results. So as you're writing it down in your calendar, visualize it. Picture in your mind. What's it going to look like? What's it going to feel like when I'm doing these things? What's it going to feel like when I get the result that I want? And that's going to help you move forward and have hope. It's kind of gets. I don't know what happened here. Ignore the weirdness of the, <laughs> of the slide. slide. Practice some thought models. First, you list your circumstance, the facts. Separating out the thoughts from the facts from the facts, right? The facts go on the circumstance line, then your thought. What is possible? Let's go for the let's go for the gold here. What's possible? Not what happened last week. What's possible that could happen next week? Then your feeling. What motivates you? Hope, confidence, anticipation, excitement. Go for those feelings. Think the thoughts that will cause you to have those feelings. Then take action. Again, decide your action ahead of time so your brain doesn't try to talk you out of it. You know, I brought my lunch. There's pizza. I already made the decision. I'm eating my lunch. You should, if you, excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry. <clears throat> you should make a form with these things. I could use it. Oh, yeah? Where you have the form where you have the things and then, and then a little bit more detail about what I need to put in there to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could just download the form and, because it's kind of a list for me. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
we could share it with these folks. Sure. Yeah, we can do that. And then, of course, your result proves your thought of what is possible. Here's some afterthoughts, extra things you can do after you've done those five steps. These are extra things that just help support and maintain that happy attitude. Meditation. Meditation has been proven again and again to be so helpful to everybody who does it, right? Mentally, emotionally, physically, breathing in and out, relaxing, and being able to just have time with your thoughts. Very important. Self-care. Uh, what do you enjoy doing for yourself? Do more of it, right? That's what sparks joy in your life, so do it. I enjoy going for a walk and listening to my favorite podcast. It makes me feel really good about myself. And it's the first thing I do in the morning when my brain is just waking up. So all the things on the podcast, and it's a coaching podcast, all the things on the podcast go into my mind and set me up for a really motivated day. A gratitude journal. Just be thinking about what am I thankful for today? Write one thing down every day or more if you can. You know, I'm thankful for having a really excellent support system. And um, I'm so happy that I can come here a couple times a week and be on this show and be with you and be with you and just really enjoy that social atmosphere and, and share my thoughts with you and you share your thoughts with me and it just makes me feel really good. So I'm very grateful for that. And motivational aids that includes books podcasts videos and your support group and again really wonderful things to be grateful for you can also reach out by joining the softer side member vault at esofterside.com super easy all you got to do is type in esofterside.com in your computer enter it'll take you there put in your name and your email address and there's all kinds of fun things in there for you uh, downloads of books and videos and uh, resources. And I tell you what, I will put this uh, CTFAR, the circumstance, thoughts, feelings, action, results. Uh, I'll put that model into the eSofterSide.com uh, spot so you can find it there. Join our Facebook group. Real easy if you like Facebook. Join the group. Uh, just go to the Shelly Carney Productions Facebook page, and I tell you, I'm trying to get that changed to the softer side, and they have not changed it for me. It's been like a month, I asked. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because so. they say sometimes it takes as long as a month. They give you time yeah. to think about it. Yeah. You know, like, we're going to change this. So it's still this, called Shelly Carney Productions on uh. Facebook, and then click on the visit group, and then just join the group there. Our... Videos are also on podcast at Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple. And you can download and listen to them there if you like to listen to them while you're taking a walk or doing your dishes or riding in the car. Softerside.info at gmail.com if you'd like to write to me with any questions or topics. In the live chat room, I hope that you'll take a moment to tell us what are your challenges when it comes to staying hopeful. This time we're going to open up the phone lines and uh, just have a little chat here and talk with you in the chat room and see what's up. 
let's see. Wayne Ross says, yes, I've always thought lists help you actualize the steps necessary to, to meet your objections. Lists are very powerful tools. Uh, at least they have been for me. And I think uh, rather than keyboarding them, I mean, there are ways uh, with, you know, Google Docs or Word, you can make lists like mm -hmm. that. But I've always found that part of the process of the evolving your thinking in this area is to actually sit down and hand write them. You know, go, go through that process. Oh, look, it's Christine. Oh, hey. Hello. Hi. Hello. So what's going on, Christy? Well, I thought it was interesting, your um, Toby, your example. Um, and I think coming from different parts and stages in life, um, when I saw the topic today, I thought, okay, so when you're going through some major life challenges or transitions and things, um, I, I kind of took the topic differently. So I thought it would be interesting to at least ask you, Shelly, so when you have, so if you don't get a show up, that's not going to make a dramatic change in your life. Right. But when you have some major decisions, let's say it's um, a job change, a life change, um, some major significant changes in your life, it is, it, and I like how you said it, Toby, you try to be optimistic or hopeful but you always worry about, like, let's say a job change. You always worry about the what if. If you make a job change and you don't have, you know, especially if you're in a good job and then, you know, you're, you're taking a risk. Mm -hmm. You know, those risks, you, it's hard to be hopeful when you are looking at something and going, but this could risk me my home or my car or my life situation. Um, it might be a relationship, you know, kind of those big situation. So I wanted to get your thoughts, Shelly, on when you think of things that are really high risk, what are some of the things, like if I don't hit my to-do list in a week, I, I'm hopeful the next week it'll be great. Mm -hmm. But when I think of major life transitions, you know, it's kind of a whole different ballgame. It seems like a different thought process. Right. Okay. So the thing about a major uh, decision like that is you're going to need to break it down into all the parts right um because it does it's it especially in your life it not only affects you it affects your children and affects uh the people around you so you want to break down each of the pieces into its own thought model right so uh well and i want to tell you shelly i can't hear you you guys are kind of muffled but i probably will be able to hear it on the replay so i won't oh be able to respond, but it's kind of, it's just kind of muffled on my side. It's probably my phone, which is terrible, but keep going. But I want to let you know, I probably won't hear whatever it is until the replay. Go oh, ahead. okay. I'm going to turn up your volume. So turn up the volume. Else. Okay. Well, uh, I hope it gets better. But what you want to do is you want to break it down into all the different parts because uh, taking, taking a new job affects a lot more than just, you know, your, your paycheck. It's, it's uh, your self-esteem. It's, uh, you know, what, why do you want the new job? What's it going to do for you? Is it your dream or is it for another reason that you're doing it? So you want to break it down into separate thought models. Each thought or, or deserves its own thought model. So even if you have the same circumstance, job change, you might have 10 different thoughts about that. Each thought deserves its own thought model. Uh, once you break those down, then you can see uh, your feelings because everybody makes decisions 
based on feelings. If you buy something, it's because you felt like it. It's because it called to your feelings that you wanted to buy it. Every decision you make is based on your feelings. So take your thoughts, separate them all out, see what feelings each of those thoughts produces, and then what action it would spur you to take. And then the result that might come from that based on that thought. Uh, decide, is this, is, this, uh, is this a positive thing? Is this something that I want in my life? And then if everything is lining up that it's, you know, there's more positive and more things that you do want, then that guides you into that decision, that really big decision. Can, may I add oh. something to that as well? Yeah. Yeah, please. So uh, your, your recognition that I'm at a point in my life where it's completely different is based on that risk model that you described. I'm at a point in my life where because uh, I'm not married, I don't have pets or plants, uh, and my children are all grown on their own, my risk model is at a completely different place than if mm -hmm. I was, you know, middle-aged, raising a family, and I was making career-level decisions. And I think Shelley's point that the, the risk, first of all, I think you recognize that the risk model is different. It's still risk. You just have to judge the level of risk. My level of risk is very low when it comes to kind of these these factors. Uh, but in, in cases where you're your age with children making decisions uh, about your future, that level of risk grows up. And I think Shelley's point that there's a hierarchy. Uh, there is a, uh, what I would think of as an outline of risks uh, and a hierarchy, each one of which results in a different set of decisions and you need to evaluate each one of them independently so that you can evaluate, at the end, you can evaluate them all. So if the, if the question is, do I change jobs, right? Is it time for me to change jobs? Uh, so the risks include uh, new pay, new location, new house, impact on the children, et cetera, et cetera. And each one of those enables you to, the, the more you can break it down into the various sub-risks associated with that, then you can break it down by lists of what actions, you know, the, that form that I want Shelly to make. Each one of those sub-risks results in one of those forms. Or one, in my case, it would result in a sub-list. And then just based on that activity, the activity of actually having to think about it, to evaluate it realistically in an organized way. Because I think when it's a, a big event in our lives, middle-aged, children, spouse, uh, um, I've, I've been offered a job, you know, that's, uh, that's 15 months in Afghanistan, right? So suddenly there's a whole set of risk factors that are very different from what I'm experiencing in my life now. But if I can break it down, the, the act of breaking it down and consider it gives my mind the ability to visualize it in the complete context. So it's like... Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Whether it's the the major issue or the minor issue, it's the process that stays the same. That's right. It's the, because we don't do that. There's a tendency where if you, you're pessimistic or you're, uh, or you're experiencing some hopelessness, the tendency is not to think about it. It's easier not to think about it. Uh, you avoid this, this whole process. And part of 
getting from hopelessness to hope or pessimism to optimism is putting yourself into the process and going through it, breaking it down into small enough pieces so that the small enough pieces become actionable. And then you can start doing mm-hmm. stuff. And that gets you from that pessimism to optimism, that hopelessness to hopefulness. And uh, I think one of the challenges, and I used to have this, uh, I've had this conversation, I think, with at least five of my six children. And that is, what, what do I do? They want to know, well, what do I do? What do I do next? Or what do I do about this? And uh, it, was, it was teaching them the process not to focus on the negative aspects of all this and remain pessimistic, but to start thinking about what the possibilities are. Because I, I would tell them the same thing that I tell myself, that I say, tell Shelley that I would say to you, and that is we are capable of anything, right? We can do anything. Mm-hmm. There is nothing we can't do. We just have to choose to do it. Right. And once we choose to do it, we can plan to do it. And that's what this process is all about. Mm-hmm. Well, I thank you both. It's been a wonderful conversation. <laughs> We're glad that you called. Right. We are. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks again. Bye-bye. You guys have a, you have a good day. I'm glad I'm glad we had that call because that that is uh it is very different when you're at my stage in my life and the risk of not getting a video right, tomorrow right but you've is very been low. there you've been yeah. in her y- position y- where yeah. you knew yeah. like you said getting sent off to Bosnia or Syria yeah. or Afghanistan and and then having, and leaving your family behind right and putting that all in the context that not only you could justify the risk but you could convince them to justify you know, you'd have to, because it's much harder when you're trying to explain to your family why mm-hmm. you're doing this, because right. they don't see it. Oh, it's like the whole Forrest Finn, I wanted to walk across the jungle, but my family thought I might right. be dead. Yeah. You yeah. know, you have to weigh that out, that, too. Well, that that gets into that joy and pleasure thing. Because right. when he was, walk, was hit for him, there, there, wouldn't have, there would have been a lot of pleasure in proving to himself that he could accomplish this that I could get from here to the sea of mm-hmm. uh, the, the South China Sea mm-hmm. uh, and survive. Mm-hmm. And it would have been very, that would have been a lot of pleasure and yeah. adventurous. And you'd have a story to tell, et cetera, right. et cetera. At the same time, you have to consider A, the risk, and B, the impact of that risk on the people around you. Right. If he was single and uh, and he didn't have a spouse or a children, you, then you say, <laughs> adventure here we come you know but uh but there are times where you go no i i can't do this right and and every this you know every decision i made during the 35 years i was in washington and with family with spouse and children it i had to weigh each one of those risks yeah and yeah uh, and figure out you, you know i hadn't thought about i i i I don't recall thinking about the joy-pleasure algorithm that you uh, proposed today, but I think what I, what, uh, what I have to do is go back now and look at those on each of the joy-pleasure kind of thing. Was this mm-hmm. a joy or was this pleasure? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Bosnia, you, you know, that's kind of funny now, but <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have to think about it then. But, but, uh, 
but uh, Christy brings up an excellent point in that you, you have to do it in the context of wherever, uh, whatever your circumstances are at right, that, that right. point in time. Right. And we do simplify here. You know, we try to keep the, the ideas very simple just to get it across to the audience. Um, but you can pick it up from there. And if you're having difficulty with it, I would hope that you would uh, contact me. Uh, you can either email me at thesofterside.info at gmail.com or go through esofterside.com and sign up for a coaching call and we can discuss thought models and what your issue might be in the circumstance line, what goes in the thought line, feelings, actions, and results. And uh, we can do what's currently happening and an intentional thought model on whatever you're facing. So, um, Please do consider that. Uh, Wayne Ross just uh, said, uh, just added uh, getting the form to my list. You know, his list of things to do with that form that you're talking about. Right. So. And I uh, will I will post that in the esofterside.com. Um, it'll be up there this weekend. So, uh, Huli, I need, she says, I need a six-month Toby plan of downsizing. I'm trying to simplify things. Huli, I'll tell you, I keep three clear or translucent plastic containers. I think there are 66 quart plastic containers and I make them clear so that I can see stuff. And when I go through one of these phases where I feel like I need to clean things up, I start putting things in those plastic containers. And what I've discovered is that every once in a while, I just had to do it for a shoot that I was doing for a friend. Uh, I have to go back to one of those plastic containers and I have to pull something out. <laughs> and it and it didn't think I was going to need this. Yeah, but didn't I guess think I, I was going to need. It, but it, <laughs> and if it doesn't, if at that point after six months it's still in that plastic container, I can say to myself, okay, that can go to. And uh, I've talked well. about this with my mom that yeah. you do this, and she says, but but what if you end up getting rid of something and then wanting it like a month later? You know, because that seems to be always the way or yeah, whatever that that's what the that you got rid of something. About. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're, you're deciding over the, over the right. three so month period or whatever that you're putting it together. It, it goes into the plastic container. And then if there's a point at which in six months I have to go back to the plastic container, and pull something out, then I do. But if it's been sitting there. No, I know that, that you have gotten rid of something that later you went, well, I already got rid of that. I'll yeah. just buy another. Yeah. <laughs> no. I Cause I mean, usually, uh, I would say 99% of the time you don't miss it. Mm -mm. The 1% of the time that you do, you can go get another one mm -hmm. if you need, if you really can. And the prices live are better and it. the product is better. Yeah. You know, that's the interesting thing is when you have to go back and get it again. Yeah. Then the price has gotten and better. And you're going to appreciate it more. <laughs> and you're going to say, well, maybe I'll find a special place in my closet for this one because apparently I do need it more often than, uh, than I thought I did. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think mine is Halloween costumes. I never want to get rid of Halloween. But what if I get invited to a Halloween party and I won't have anything to wear? And oh, just get rid of it. <laughs> just get rid of it. All right. How many Halloween parties have I been to? And, and the other thing, too, is, uh, and I'll give you another example. I, uh, um, in, in the process of putting all this equipment together that we're using for our other program, I realized that the uh, shop vac that I had bought a year and a half ago just didn't fit the new model. It, it just, it was fighting me all the way. And so I realized I had to make the investment in a shop vac that was associated, that could work with the process. And I did. I bought it, the new shop vac. It was less expensive than the one. It fit the model. I, it did everything that I wanted to do. And I took the old shop vac and I put it in the back of my truck and I drove 
or he could have sold it on, you know, uh, on eBay. Yeah, you could have done that. The flea market or whatever. But for me, part of part of the process of moving forward is like, okay, let's move this out of my life. Yeah, I'm the same way. And and, um, and so yeah. I just took it over to Goodwill. Yeah. And I and I opened up the thing, and he says, uh, "That." And I said, "Yeah, that." And he takes out the hoses and chaps. Somebody will get benefit out of it, and and I have space back in my garage. So. That's right. That's right. And it frees you up so much to be able to breathe and think and allows light into your life. It's it's amazing what it does for you. So, anything else in the chat room today? Uh, Sean, uh, Sean Martinez came in the chat room, I guess. Yeah, he was also places. in the Facebook, okay. yeah. Hi, Sean. Uh, Wayne Ross says, practice getting by without it. Yeah. That's good. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've kept the same. Uh, uh, Suri says, I have kept the same ears and tail. Shelly, it's boring being the same thing every year. I know, right? I didn't know, I didn't know where she was going. <laughs> the costumes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I keep it. It's just, it's so cool. Yeah. But, you know, it takes up space. It sits in there for years you know and you what? don't wear it. I'm going like, to have a God, Halloween party this. this year at my house just so that you could wear your costume. Oh, that would be good. And then I can get rid of it the next day. Don't you have a pirate costume or is that the same one? Yeah, I have all kinds of costumes. And a, so don't you have like a St. Patrick's Day costume as well? No. No? Okay. No. I thought you had a little no. Irish thing going on. No, I don't think so. Okay. I can't wear green in front of the screen I, anyway. I think it's cute. <laughs> I have. I keep the same ears and tail. And we're like, where is she going with that? <laughs> she. All right. Did we All right. Get, uh, we're good. get everybody today? Yeah. All yes. right. Great. Oh, Joe S. I'm sorry. He said oh. he was late. Hi, and Joe. that he's behind three shows. Oh, my. Yeah. Well. Well, he's going to have to catch up. That reminds me to tell you that Monday I'll be releasing another uh, storytelling therapy video. I had a nice comment from William Hada who said, uh, because my voice was so soothing and the music was so peaceful, he fell asleep. And then he had to go back and rewatch it. And I said, you did it perfectly. Um, and as I said last Friday in my show, uh, whatever the last thought you have is stays in your subconscious and programs your mind for the next four hours. So falling asleep to something very positive and relaxing and soothing like that is a wonderful way to reduce the stress in your life. So, and to make you more hopeful. So make sure you tune in to the softer side and every Monday we'll be releasing another storytelling therapy video for you to relax and uh, soothe away your anxieties. Anxieties. And that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for being here for all your great questions and comments. Thank you, Christy, for calling in. Uh, please go to esofterside.com and check out all the goodies there. And check the uh, link in the description box below to join our mastermind. There's no charge for the mastermind. It's peer-to-peer, -peer, uh, especially helpful for you guys who've been in business yourselves and want to offer me some advice. Or just tell me what it is you would like to see more of on the softer side. <coughs> and that's it for today. Thank you so much. Uh, for the softer side, I'm your transitions coach, Shelly Carney. Thank you for listening to The Softer Side with Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Please write to us with questions or ideas for future shows at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and visit the free member vault for more great tips at eSofterSide.